Welcome to week two of Voice in Education. I'm Julie Daniel Davis, and I am your host today uh, for this podcast. And today's podcast, my goal is to talk about student privacy and security of voice in education. Uh, Today, some of the pushback you hear about using voice is the fact that uh, we're unsure where these voice devices are storing the data that it's collecting of our students. Uh, One of the things that I think you need to take into account when doing this is that there are a lot of things out there that makes us very unsure of that as well. Um, But the, in my opinion, the benefit outweighs the risk when you put some safeguards in place. So for instance, if you have robotics at your school and you have a robot that can actually record the voice of a student to then amplify it through the robot, guess what? We don't know where that's going either. Um, The Siri that happens to be in my pocket all the time uh, when I'm teaching a class We don't know if it's collecting data from our students either. There's video cameras in the hallways of the school for security purposes. Those could always uh, be hacked into as well. I I don't say all this to make us afraid. I say all this to say it's out there. It's part of who we are now. And I believe that because of the uniqueness of the ability to use voice at such a low price point, um, it's... It's just silly for us not to look for ways to use it in the classroom in intentional ways. So I just wanted to go over a few things that I do when setting up a new account with a device. The first thing I do is I start out with a fresh email account that is associated with our school, but it is not associated with any student whatsoever. So there's no tracing back to an individual I also set up my settings where I don't have that device learn a student's voice. There's pros and cons to this, but for now, I feel like that that's the best choice for our school. I delete the history occasionally uh, just to make sure that it's not out there. I also use it for my own purposes. You know, I look at it to see, are we using this effectively? But then we delete that history. And then the big thing is when you're not using it, you can mute or unplug that device. So I only want to see it used for intentional purposes in education anyway. So to um, unplug it after you're not using it, I don't think that that's a terrible thing to do. In fact, I heard of a school district that actually has a teacher who uses it, and she has a Googler of the day for her Google Home and um, that's in her classroom, and a student is in charge of that, and it is their job to plug it in when they're going to use it and to unplug it when they're not going to use it. Uh, the other thing is that I always make sure that our students don't share their personal information, not even their real name. So if they're playing a game or, or a skill, ask them what their name is. We either do one of two things. They give a number, their number. A lot of elementary classrooms, you know, you your, each student has a number. Or they make up a fake name for that, um, a little nickname that, which is also always fun to make up a nickname. But that way, it just I feel like I'm putting in my own safeguards to make sure that even if the data was collected, um, that it could not be used to follow a particular student. So those are all things that I believe that you can do to put these devices in the classroom and set up safeguards so that you feel more confident about it. I believe wholeheartedly in the next little bit, 
and I don't want to define little bit, but I believe we will have an educational platform for K-12. Right now it already exists for businesses and for higher ed, but I think we're, we're minutes behind um, getting that for K-12 education. And with that, many of the safeguards that I am putting into place, I don't think will matter quite so much. So I'm interested to see who will be the first to jump on board there. Will it be Google? And then they will attach to our Chromebooks that we're using in the classroom and the safety net of the Google accounts that our students have? Or will it be Alexa who is already allowing us to use blueprints? We shall see.